podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Pit Stop Fracker. I'm your host, Anik, and today I'm joined by Martz, Kwame and Nam. Uh, and we have an action-packed episode in store for you today. We're going to be looking briefly back at the Monaco Grand Prix and just some afterthoughts about the track, the layout, the heritage that it may carry. Um, looking back at the, well, looking to the, the livery um, for some of the cars in F1, some of the number two drivers as well. Um as well as some some quotes that came out this week in in the F1 world, so yeah, we'll be looking to touch on that and sort of get get our thoughts. Um, but before we get stuck into it, let me ask you, uh, Martin, how, how are you keeping? It's been a tough week, tough weekend. Seeing the Ops win a Champions League, it's never good, man. It's never good. <laughs> yeah, you, we we can see the disappointment in your face, bro, and then straight underneath. You know, on 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 our streamyard uh, view, you got Kwame celebrating there. Yeah, how did you find that? How's your week been? Well, it's been it's an amazing week. Um, I, I don't think the boys would do it. I mean, I know I, I posted like a tweet back in what March April saying that we get to the final, but to actually win it, uh, it's, it's amazing. I, I'm uh, gasping over the moon. I'm speechless. I enjoyed myself last night. Uh, this close not to make it into the pod, so that's my voice. Uh, that's a matter was so you know I'm just gonna bring that energy from last night. Over to this point, and I'll make the vibes good. So, yeah, that's nice one, bro. That's that's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Last but not least, Nam, how you keeping, bro? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I've uh, I, I really enjoyed the two finals, <laughs> like in regards to um, <laughs> regards to the Europa League. I enjoyed the Europa League final so much, so and then Obviously. the uh, just just to know that Manchester isn't isn't ruling anything is it's it's really sweet, so yeah. Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, I mean, personally, it's just been a good. It's, it's been a, it's been an okay week for me. I mean, well, let's start. Yesterday, Chelsea won Champions League. Wednesday, Man United bottled it when it came to a final. Um, and then, and then it all started with for me what I found to be quite a boring Monaco Grand Prix. Um, all in all, I, I was, I was reading somewhere there was well, I know. There was only two overtakes the whole Grand Prix. There was um, Mick Schumacher on the inside of Nikita Mazepin, which is not a feat in itself. And then there was that exchange out of the pits between Vettel and Gasly, which even then you could argue was an overtake. Um, But yeah, for for me, guys, I found that a pretty boring watch. Um, I understand that the heritage of Monaco, you know, it's a nice backdrop. You know, it's a street circuit. You got all the yachts, you know, the amount of money it brings in to to the local economy, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, just be keen to get your thoughts on this. Um, let me come to you first, Nam. What was your take on Monaco? Should it should it should it even still be on the calendar? Um, the race itself was boring. Um, nothing happened. I think I think once um, once Leclerc. It's effectively was out of the race. It kind of stopped the excitement of anything happening. Um, and as a result, it became a bit of a snooze fest. Um, in regards to Monaco itself, um, 
I think I have a proposal for it, which would work. And I think we're going to touch on livery later. Um, but if we make it kind of like an all-star weekend kind of vibe, um, where like all the all the teams have this kind of like different liveries for it. You've got the backdrops, you've got the fiasco of what, like you said, the glitz and the glamour. Um, and kind of have it that kind of like one-off special kind of like almost like like the Indy 500, which is happening today. This yeah. kind of like that one-off, um, that one-off kind of race that gives you um that kind of vibe. I think that would work for it. I think it has to it has to stay in the calendar um because it's it's Monaco. It's like saying, well, we're not gonna play. I'm not going to play the FA Cup final at Wembley. Just then, what are we doing then? Um, so I, I think it gives you that kind of notion. But yeah, yeah, it's. I know people have got different opinions on it. So I mean, to be honest, bro, I'm 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 completely against Monaco. I like racing. I love to see overtakes. I like to see action. I like to see changes at the front end of the grid. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember the fast, past four Monaco races have only had five different leaders. So in 2017, you had Raikkonen leading, and then there was an exchange between Ferrari in the pit stops, and then Vettel was leading. 2018, start to finish, it was Ricardo. 2019, start to finish, it was Hamilton. 2021, start to finish, Verstappen. There's no, that for me in itself, there's just no on-track excitement. There is just... Nothing there for me as a racer wants to see great racing between drivers. Nothing there. It's literally, you know, a formation lap 72 times round. It's just for really, really boring. Um, and that for me is is the, you know, the the truth of the matter. Mats, I want to come to you. Anything we can do in terms of modifying the track um, to make it a bit more exciting or do you reckon the fact it's a street circuit so close to the water there's not much we can do um yeah i suppose you could make it faster you could i don't know if you can make it for any faster but um i do there's one chicane that i really don't like where you come out the tunnel and then you go whoop, whoop, um i can't remember what and it's called and i, just I think it's, it's the nouvelle the nouvelle chicane yeah. the nouvelle i hate that yeah i'm sorry you don't we don't need it no more you can straighten it out a bit to at least just make sure the cars have a longer because that tunnel is the only place you can really overtake anyway so you get rid of that you give them a bit more space to overtake before they get into that in that um that corner uh to back it's to yeah back. to back yeah and yeah. then yeah then obviously then you have the rest of the race which you can't really do much because it's kind of how the city's built um and i, I think i've seen a few youtube videos as well um people suggesting how you can make the track a bit bigger and wider and all of that but it's it's again it's up to people monaco but my own personal opinion i love i love monaco um i think last year when it did but happen, what do you like so much about it what's 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 so good about it it's it's monaco man it's like it's like madison square gardens it's it it's at like wembley it's the camp new it's like you can't get rid of those while even if things aren't going great for them, like for example, in basketball, if the Knicks aren't going great, still to go to Madison Square Garden is still like, wow. It's this, it's a, it's the, um, what's that thing? Well, I'm trying to think of the word. Not aura. It's mecca. Yeah, the aura. That aura. They're, they're yeah. mecca sports. Like, those exactly. Are those it's like, 
it's part of that. It's Monaco is part of that that holy trinity. Who where that guy, Mister Monaco, won? Um, he won three three um races Le at. Le Mans, uh, it's Le Mans Indy Five Hundred and Monaco. Exactly, it's the holy trinity of motorsport. You can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. I I love it. The gets the glamour, bring it on. The celebs love it. Um, and I don't. I'm not really like a big celeb fan, but it's just everything about it. And then. It's Monaco. Last year when it didn't happen, the season didn't feel complete. It didn't feel complete without Monaco. And now you have Monaco. It's and it's basically like all the drivers' home race because they all basically live in Monaco as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I still find it difficult to see where you guys are coming from because if you play at the new camp, if you play, uh, you know, if you have a boxing match at Madison Square Garden, or if you're going to have a basketball match, wherever anything can happen within those within that perimeter. If you go to Monaco on that street circuit, you know exactly what's going to happen. Whoever sticks it on pole, I just gave you the facts, like the past four races, whoever sticks it on pole is going to win that race. Yeah, but it is what it is. pole's exciting though, isn't it? Like, look at look at last weekend. Like, even though, yes, the race, the main event is the race, it was quite boring. But the amount of controversy we had from that Saturday and that, uh, going in, it was, it was so much to talk about. It's yeah. like, it, it wasn't a dull moment to say, oh, um, even then, even when the race with race was going on, we even got this Lance Stroll um, interrupting everyone. It, it always yeah. brings something. It brings a moment. <laughs> so it's not boring. No, man. <laughs> it, it, gives, right. it gives something. It gives something. And then, and then to see Max's face when um, David Coulthard stopped interviewing him for Serena, it was even more beautiful. It was even more beautiful. <laughs> we take that. We take that. Um, Kwame, let's get your thoughts on Monaco, mate. I think with Monaco, it's an interesting one. It's a unique situation. I feel like with Monaco, the issue is the track itself, the circuit itself, isn't it? It's not built for modern F1. Like, it's one of the only circuits that I'm pretty sure um, exceeds the FI, the FI um, track limits. So this goes like its own unique role. And because um, it's such a small street circuit that you can't really build upon, it was built with like much more smaller cars in mind. Now you've got all these big cars, it's very hard to overtake and it's very hard to go fast as well. So you get situations now where the races are dead, I can't lie. Like I was on the Twitter account more, shout out for stuff like a Twitter account, follow us. Um, I was on that more just tweeting about the race because it was just dry. But then the issue again, like, you know, Martin Nam said as well, it has got that glitter glamour to it, which is very unique to Monaco. I wouldn't say any other circuit has that. Maybe Abu Dhabi, maybe Silverstone, maybe Singapore, but no circuit's got that aura or the history um, connected to uh, Monaco than any other circuit on the grid. You know, um, it, it is F1's, you know, crown jewel, as you as guys said, like, drivers like Ayrton Senna, you know, he, he is Mr. Monaco. Was it six Monaco uh, wins he said? Like, he made that circuit and the heritage that he, he built, the um, famous stars and celebs, like Serena Williams, who came through your, um, I could guess Bagman, uh, Tony Parker, um, What's his name? Oh, I forgot, but yeah, the guy who plays that Spider-Man, so um, Peter Parker, sorry, uh, he was there. Tom, Tom Holland, um, Tom, Tom Holland, Tom Holland, Tom Holland. Uh, he was there. Um, you get all these big celebs just there watching it and following. So that's the thing with Monaco, you have that, and you can't really replace that. You can't replace the fuel or tradition. So I feel like uh, issues, not much can be done to the circuit. So maybe, yeah, make like a one-off. Maybe you try to get other um, teams in or drivers in, kind of like Indy 500s or cars or whatever. 
but then they can't do that already with the historic races um they do um they had one where i believe john lacy was driving around in alfa um yeah. so yeah i'm not sure Look, man. i'm not sure too yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things i'm still gonna stick by what i said i don't find it interesting at all you guys just want free tickets to Monaco. That's what it sounds like. Just to, you know, just to go partying, pop bottles of champagne, you know, have parties on the yachts. That's clearly what it's like, isn't it? So, 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 if Formula One send us some e-tickets, um, don't worry, guys. I've got access to the Twitter account. So, so we're so we're getting first dibs on those, by the way. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, Nam. Um, any final thoughts on Monaco, mate? I think. I think. I. I don't know if any of you watched it, but earlier today I watched the Indy 500. And to be fair, it's it has the same kind of issue, oh, probably to a lesser degree than Monaco, where most of the cars are quite similar. They go around in a circle and that's it. But because the advertisement and the money that's behind Indy 500 and kind of like the allure and the tradition, it still draws in big crowds. There was like fully packed COVID, like, definitely some COVID issues there. But yeah, they, they, they weren't adhering to the rules, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> um, but it, it draws that a lot. I think with F1 uh, and Monaco, I guess some people, a lot of people are starting to question whether Monaco should be there. But I think maybe they should look in that route of, all right, how do we make it into that kind of special event? What do we need to do? And I think we're going to touch on probably a point that I think could work in regards to like livery and like special cars um for monaco yeah you know i want to add to yeah. quick one as well because even the triple crown like i said the more the more still got it it's a law 24 hour circuit um any 500 still got it. it's, it's a law in uh being in america it being it's oval track it's very still it's very similar to um the other oval tracks uh, there, so it's not too like out of being still with the current in the um ilk per se but monaco is much more of a, uh also like it kind of lost that fast attacking appeal that it had back in the day um so i thought that's kind of you need to find a way to bring that back over yeah so nam did touch on one point and that is the livery um in formula one and what we saw mclaren do if you have, if you didn't know already they uh switched up their colors and, and they went to the, the golf theme so a gorgeous baby blue uh, and and orange scheme they had for their car to represent, you know, the uh, close ties that they have with golf. Um, what was your take on it initially, Martin? Um, how, how did you view it? Did you like it? Um, is it something we should we, we we should continue to see in Formula One? Um, I think yeah, it was. It, it's nice that you're coming into a special race at Monaco and then. You know, you've got a new livery to look at. And it was like literally all the talk up until the practice sessions. And I mean, thank goodness that the McLaren as well as a fast car because it would have been kind of embarrassing if it, they did all of that work on that promotion delivery and then, you know, your car's finishing outside the podium. So um, it was nice to see it's a lot. The golf brings back... Um, I don't bring back much memories for me, but for others who more into the motorsports, um, obviously bring back some memories. And then it's a nice delivery to have. It was a, it's fresh. It's like you know when you got to away kits in football, and exactly. you got your you got your home kit, but then you got the away kits. And the away kits is when you could do something a little bit different with 
and it was, it was it's like it's refreshing to see like Ferrari yeah. did it as well last year um Marcello as well and you go that like, deeper maroon red um and you, you just you just I, I would like to see more teams do it even I mean Mercedes have done it to an extent this season into mm-hmm. with their BLM livery um but that is like a livery that's going to be over for the whole whole season where you might rather gain something more like a one-off, maybe going back to like the early W10 with Merck or something. Or yeah. In terms of, I don't know, any other team. Like for me, when, that, when I saw the McLaren one, I'd rather than going back to that Marlboro red and white, that classic red, red and white. white. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. We we, yeah. we all know about that 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 red and white one. In fact, Kunle probably knows about that one because he's he's like 50, 60 years old. Um, I, I the only reason why I say that because I need to fire some so- shots at him on this pod because when he turned around in the group chat and said that I was mid forties this week, that got me bad. So I'm going to be firing a few shots towards Kunle during this pod, and obviously he can't he can't throw him back because he's probably out um, playing bowls or I don't know bingo night or something right now, but. Kunle, we, we we hope you're doing well. And um, as 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 Martin touched on, um, we know you remember that red and white um, McLaren. Kwame, I'm, I'm going to come to you on this. Um, in terms of the livery, do you reckon it's better that they do the special edition and special livery and have it as a one-off, which gives it more appeal, or keep it for three, four races, or even keep it for a season? Um, the special liveries, um, I feel like... Um... Personally, I feel like yeah. Me, me personally, I think uh, one or two races here and there. Um, like I said, it'll keep it keeps the appeal. Um, one thing I kind of do like about F1 compared to other race series is that teams do have their own like livery, which is like their team livery, so everyone knows. Okay, Ferrari, red, Mercedes, uh, silver, uh, Aston Martin, uh, green. Whilst if you compare to other um, motorsports um, series, like even like Indy, you have all these teams have different cars. Like and Jay Allsport will have like five different sponsors and different colors so it can get confusing to uh, see as a fan but at the same time it does get boring when you still when you see the same colors over and over again and uh, exactly. McLaren for example they for example everyone got into the season because their livery was the same uh, livery as last year were the same colors everyone's like oh this is boring this is tiring so I feel like one or two races here and there special events like for example your Ferrari doing the uh, 1000 uh, GP last year at Mugello or even say the year before and they're doing special livery as well uh, at a German company uh, I feel like stuff like that, I'll be here for. Or, yeah. But, I mean, it's been around in the past. For example, you had Red Bull with the Rings for Life. Uh, you had BAR were very um, prominent for doing that. They even tried to do the uh, separate liberating. Um But I, I don't mind, like, one or two things here and there. But it was constantly changing every race then. I think we'll just get the main appeal, we'll just get lost. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, no. I mean, I think, like, but just following from what Kwame said, home races, I think they should maybe introduce like a one-off livery. Like, you know, I would say going back to the football kits, you got your home kit and your away kit. Just have that every, maybe once a season, every season, everyone has their own home race, don't they? So Mercedes obviously have Germany, Red Bull have Austria. So each team has a home race. So if you just bring out like a special livery for that, 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 that home race, um, Obviously, it might not be for the teams that are nearer down the bottom who have less money to spend. It might not be as economical. But, I mean, I'm sure you can just go ask, like, 
some uh, Yanomai's to wrap your car F1 car. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just make a quick trip down to Enfield and uh, Yanomai's will, will hook you up. But yeah, we're, we're, we're not plugging Yanni um, on this pod. Um, touching on what you said though, Kwame, with Mercedes, I know in the recent past, I think they've done, um, I think they've done it one for Nicky Lauda at Monaco. Yeah, I remember they had like a, a, a white tip as well in Germany a few years ago. Um, so yeah, Mercedes are always doing, obviously they've got, um, you know, the overall black one last year and, and, and again, that, that same theme this year. Nam, what's your thoughts on, um, sort of livery in Formula One? Should it stay? Yeah. You know? I think I, 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 I do like the one-offs. Um, I do enjoy them. Um, I think, I think for me, like I said before, if it's, if it's with, in, at Monaco, um, it works and probably having that kind of specialness, having that specialness of um, delivery at Monaco will probably work for me. I, I, I kind of disagree with Martin on, on the home races because then everyone's home race is technically Britain. So we're going to have all liveries at Britain and then Red Bull is going to say, oh, well, but we're, we're at Austria as well. So they're going to make some livery at Austria. And then, and then someone like, um, yeah, Mercedes is going to go, well, but we're based... We're based here. No, Toro Russell would be the worst because they'll be like, oh, well, we're based here, but our team's Italian, but we have our shit. They'll just do it everywhere. So, I, I, yeah. Yeah. So, I think, I, I, I think maybe, like I said, we, we struggle with Monaco. So, let's have Monaco as the one where everyone just has. Um, and, and then we kind of like keep everything else for the rest unless there's like a special cause a 50 euro a 50 100 years kind of livery that they want to do um then they can do it for the whole year but maybe have like i don't know or like for special days like a chinese new year one (laughs) what they do in the nba or something like that so um, yeah yeah yeah. we'll be sure to do something like that for for kunle's um 75th birthday we'll make sure we'll get a a special livery in for him to um <laughs> to remember him there but guys moving um the conversation on swiftly um let's 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 talk a bit about number two drivers um formula one you know is always had you know two drivers in the hot seat sometimes you have two drivers that they treat fairly sometimes you have you know a clear number one and number two driver um Kwame let me come to you on this who do you think in recent time um, has been the best number two driver, not only to supplement the number one driver, but also to help the team? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it's funny because you talk about the Discord. You talked about this in the Discord as well, like a couple months ago as well. So, um, But I think it's a very important topic because it's a topic that's um, very recurring in Formula One, especially now with uh, Bottas. And, you know, a lot of people do question Bottas to see the number two that Mercedes needs, even though, yeah, he does get the podiums here and there. He hasn't been really challenging Lewis or... Um, changing those even though that's good, yeah, points. But for me, um, I'll I, I go list of I say my top my top five. I say I say uh, Massa, Crawford, Weber, Barrichello, and um, I like Bottas in there as well. Um, Wasberg, we'll get to the conversation, about Wasberg, but I don't really see him as a number two driver. Um, but I'm I'm not even the biggest fan of it as well. But the reason I will say that is because he was competing with Lewis and the way. I know I know we say that's a cap now, especially what I'm saying he's not number two. Duh, duh, duh. They did the same, but but Bottas' results have been number two level. For Wasbrook, he actually got a championship. 
no, no, so let's, uh, I said the uh, championship. So, because if that's the case, then I can include people like Barton in there. I can even include like, people like Kimi Kimi technically, even though in the second ball of even though his first ball in McLaren and first ball in Fuad was good and so forth. But yeah, I say, I say, yeah, Massa is up there. Um, cool Fuad, um, Barker, the Denfi Weber as well. I say Denfi guys. And it's very close to number two jars as well, I feel like. So there's no typical that could be close to change. So I think you said Massa, obviously, during his time at Ferrari, um, when he was supporting Alonso. Then you said DC, supporting Hakkinen. Next one you said was Barrichello. Weber. Yeah, Yeah, Barrichello, Weber. And then Bottas. Bottas, yeah. And that's me basing it on their peaks as well. So it's not me basing it overall, but that's for example, me basing Massa on the 2008 season solely rather than me basing it at his last three seasons for where he was just not yet. But, but, but you see how you said that, yeah? So obviously, let me just say, my pick is Rosberg. So you just said that um, Ros- well, not Rosberg because obviously he's got a championship and none of the other drivers done. Massa was one Timo Glock not letting Hamilton pass him, move away from um, a championship. A world championship. He yeah. thought he won that championship when he crossed the line. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not gonna have, I'm not gonna hear that because he, if you want, if you recognize a number two, you can recognize Massa as a number two. Rosberg, like, okay, Rosberg was always kind of being the number two at Mercedes because when he came through, then he had Schumacher there. He was kind of the lead driver, but not really the lead driver. I think Ross Paquette was outperforming him anyway. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. But then when they brought in Hamilton, they brought in Hamilton because he's a big star guy. That Rosberg obviously he had wins before and he had a couple, he had a few podiums before as well. Um, but he never really like no one would have ever called him a number one driver. No one ever would call him a title challenging driver unless until they got that car until they got the w wherever wherever car they got for the um the 2014 season so without that car and it's say example those rule changes never happen and mercedes just have to keep on developing like the v12 v10 engines then hamilton's going to be your main guy rosberg's still going to be your number two guy so now i'm not going to have it when hamilton's come in just because Rosberg has a competitive car and can challenge him does not make him any different from being a number two driver. I feel like even though Mercedes don't like to put their drivers into or pigeonhole their drivers into number one or number two, it was quite clear that, you know what, Lewis is a star here and we expect him to win the championships for us. And Rosberg just don't, not don't do anything stupid, but we just want you to be number two, like get that second position. And, really wrap this championship up as early as possible. And the only, the only reason why people might say now, oh, Rosberg, just because Rosberg didn't want to accept he was kind of like that number two and actually kept attacking Hamilton. And obviously we know what happened between 2014, 2016 and all the incidents that happened from Monaco to Spain and all of that. Um, those type of incidents happened, but... Rosberg was always finishing behind, most times behind Hamilton. Hamilton won two, I have Rosberg won one. I think even in the first season when Hamilton went, Hamilton did outperform Rosberg as well. 
So Rosberg's always kind of been that number two driver, not because they gifted helped to gift him a championship in 2016. Doesn't change that fact. So, uh, so like, I think um, I'll go for it. Go for it, yeah, go, go for it Kwame. I mean, I just have to counter uh, counter uh, Akis' point. I feel like with Rosberg, I feel like. Um, I feel like, um, yeah, with Schumacher, I start from there. With Schumacher, I feel like, yeah, he was, in my opinion, my first, uh, with first time when I was watching, I feel like, yeah, this guy's going to be the number two. Um, even though I really don't see work system with points, because compared to his teammates like Nakajima and Verse, who were pretty dead for you again, like zero points compared to him. Um, I feel like, okay, Michael, he, he was a good comeback. He's got experience, several, several more championships. I thought, you know, the team would be building around Michael, and then Nico just a German face, the German name, they bring in just to uh, appease to him. So I thought okay, cool, second uh second um driver stuff all the time. But he is also always backed him and showed that he was outperforming uh Michael. And then again with Lewis, I'll say 2014, 2015, he was a second driver. Um he was just the guy supporting Lewis. But as the 2016 season for me, I felt like um that's when the team kind of felt like more of an equal playing field. Um if it wasn't with the second driver, they'd be doing calls saying, Okay, um, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. But he was up there competing with uh Lewis, which um, the other drivers I mentioned, they weren't even competing with their teammates. Um, they were just playing second fiddle with them. And I feel like hindsight is, yeah, hindsight definitely is trying to you with Westbrook 100%. Especially looking back now, you do see, okay, Nonis in the field has been com- uh, competing with Lewis since. He's only tried to beat Lewis, but I feel like, yeah, with Westbrook, especially the 22nd season, he was definitely one to one to it was changing. And um, they were obviously competing with each other, which the number two drivers usually have called them more to anyone like uh, Weber whilst these times in Spain, Bahrain, they were just letting them study. So, yeah, I think you could, you could look at it. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree what I agree with what you're saying, and a, a lot of it is like hindsight. Um, but you could also look at it this way like Red Bull always, Red Bull always want like a driver basically to what to be close to the sapping. Or to be challenging with Sappen, basically. So, in the same way that Mercedes had Rosberg and Hamilton, that Red Bull always want that. When they had um, Verstappen and um, Ricardo, they wanted to keep Ricardo and Verstappen, and they know it would have led to something similar to Hamilton and Rosberg. But Verstappen was still kind of still the second driver until um, Ricardo's last season then Ricardo kind of slipped into that second driver kind of role. And he kind of realised that, realised for my own career, I have to move somewhere else. So Rosberg never has done that. Rosberg said, you know what, I'm going to stand and fight and prove that I can win a championship, even though maybe some people might view me as a second driver, in which he kind of really was. So I uh, that's he, just my point. He wasn't the second driver when... Absolutely. When he got to Mercedes, he kind of he kind of was. He only came in with Michael. Michael was they they went with Michael to build it not to build a team around Michael. I think they were, had the view Nico might be able to go on and do things. Nico but with Michael, they wanted Michael that. to help build to help build a championship winning car. Like what Vettel mm-hmm. and Alonso are meant to be doing at the moment. Nico, Nico Rosberg was supposed to be the German superstar for the German team. The, but the fact re- that they had to get Michael Schumacher out, out of retirement to do this was what was that's that's why I, that's why I know it. Nico Rosberg 
fell into becoming a uh, number two driver because they realized maybe Nico isn't as good as what we think he is. And then Hamilton was available. So they signed up Hamilton and then everything kind of shifted then. Um, so I think... I don't, I don't think he's, um, he's good enough. So, so I think on the, on, on, on the Rosberg point, I think it would have been good to see Rosberg for Mercedes at a time when they weren't the quickest car on the grid. So he was there, you know, with Hamilton. Obviously, that's the key era we're, we're referring to. He was there from 2014 to 2016 when quite clearly they had the best car on the grid. Now, from 2017 onwards, you had Ferrari knocking on the door. 2018, again, you had Ferrari. And, you know, since then, even now, you have Red Bull there. So it'll be interesting to see how Rosberg would have done when Mercedes weren't the quickest car on the grid, see if he could actually, you know, step up and, and sort of make an impact. But going to move it swiftly on um, from Rosberg. And I want to talk about Weber. So Mark Weber, Martin, um, how did you see him at Red Bull? Um, do you think that was just his level, just to support support Vettel? Because I remember in 2010, you you, you might not remember it clearly. I, I I definitely do. He was like fighting for the championship up until like the last few races, and then ever since Vettel sort of got that championship, it was quite clear that he was, you know, the main man there. Um, I think similar to I think he's like a hybrid between Rosberg and Bottas. So while he came in at Red Bull and was able to be a challenger when he first came in, um. I think as, obviously, as you said, when Vettel won that first championship, it kind of just said, yeah, we, um, we're we moving backwards. Like, in a way, he took a step backwards. I think, especially when he was getting on with age as well. And I think he was just happy, not really happy to take that step back, but he wasn't going to kick up a fuss. I think he's, he's too much of a nice guy to kick up a fuss about it. Let's say like Ricardo did or something um, or any other driver will really kick up a fuss. So in a way, he kind of just took that bot-ass role and he just did what he had to do. And he got he got Red Bull the points and helped them get their, um, their driver's championships. And that's all he could have done, really. Um, I don't think there's any much really to say. Like Mark Webber, good, good. Very good driver, very consistent, but and it's that is what you will say about Bottas. Very good driver, very consistent, but just missing that it factor in terms of to win the championship. Yeah, um, yeah, well said, and probably yeah, agree with you on the whole there, mate. For me, um, probably the best number two driver, um, if you can call it recent history, is probably Rubens Barrichello. Um, I think what what he'd done at Ferrari was was great. You know, there was a whole team orders debacle in Austria. I can see Nam, you're, you're shaking your head there, but I'm, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Look, he was there. He, he was quite clearly the, the number two driver for me. He wasn't ever competing with Michael. He got the odd race win here or there for the team. Uh, they kept him happy. He even came on the radio and said, "Yeah, look, they no, not on radio. He he came on TV after I think one of the Austria." Um, you know, Austria gate scandals, whatever you want to call it. And he said, yeah, look, they, they pay my wages. So I'm just going to obey the team orders. Um, I don't ever think he had an ambition or desire to try and be the number one driver there. I think he was just 
brought in to support Michael. Um, and it and and it is what it is because they were winning their constructors, um, and and obviously Michael winning the respective drivers' championships. But Nam, go for it. Let me let me, let me get your take on this. How did you, how did you see Barrichello? And following on from that, who was your best number two driver? Um, right. So Rubens was okay. I think. Let me let me tell you what I thought was uh, the the best uh, uh, number two driver. I think I I think I read the 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 uh, the task wrong, but I anyway I, I think Eddie Irvine was the greatest number two of all time. Um, really? Simply because is this one of the guys from Kulnay's time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know about him. He 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 was the number two. He st- he stuck to his role. He he didn't he didn't waver a fault from it. He, he yep. I think we lost uh, Nam there. Some of the uh, things he sure. did off track, but yeah, he was he's the complete too. Yeah, I mean he he was there for what three seasons. Um, he was a good he was a good number two driver. I remember when Schumacher broke his leg in. Uh, the British Grand Prix in '99, he sort of stepped up and 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 was very close to winning the championship. Obviously, Mika Hakkinen pipped him. Yeah, I think I, I think he was he he was a good driver. Um, I think it can be argued that yeah, he was one of the better number two drivers. But for me, I think it's 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 going to be Barrichello. Um, but yeah, guys, I just want to move swiftly on to to the final agenda item um, again. Coming back to ex drivers, I don't know what's going on in, in the sporting world. You have ex drivers, ex football managers. You know, all these guys are still just trying to have an impression on the sport and how it is now. And there's a quote from David Coulthard this week. Um, don't want to dive too much into what he actually said, but the gist of the conversation or the gist of the quote was that um, eventually we're going to move from from the Hamilton era into the Verstappen era. Um, so I'm going to come to you first on this, Martin. Um, what, what was your initial take on that? Do you think eventually it will be the, the Verstappen era once once Hamilton um, eventually finishes? As I said before in the group chat, I don't listen to drivers who have 13 wins in 15 seasons. Um, David Coulthard, nice guy, but... <laughs> he's, a, he's useless. DC, yeah, DC. DC, you could you could call himself whatever he wants, but it's, it's just it's pure nonsense. There's no, I, I've, I've said this about Verstappen. There's no um, evidence um, to say. I mean, until this season, we have seen no evidence to say that Max Verstappen will go on to dominate um, F1 the way maybe to say Lewis Hamilton or Michael Schumacher or even Ayrton Senna and all of those guys did back in their day. There's no one. He hasn't ever shown anything like that. He has. I, yes, we can see he's a fast driver and he's got he's got raw pace, and that there isn't much drivers on the grid that come close to him. But the fact of the matter is, there is, as I said, there's no evidence to prove that. And yes, and then when we've got the regulations coming in as well, no one knows if Red Bull's going to have a good car. Red Bull could even flop with the engine again in after next season. So we just. Um, oh no, it's an engine freeze, but. We don't know what how the engine is going to be next season because they're literally just having to use that engine this year. 
So if something happens to that engine next year as well, and it's losing pace, and you with all the um, the aerodynamic changes, yeah, moving part. You know, we don't know. We don't know. We can't say like I for one, I've been saying Hamilton's going to get number ten, but I can't say that confidently because I don't know if Mercedes have a dominant car. We don't know who's going to have that dominant car or who's going to have those quick cars. And DC just chatting absolute nonsense. And yeah, he just needs to stick to interviewing the drivers on Channel 4. And that's it. No opinions. There please. you go. But Bob's your uncle. There you go. Nam, um, hopefully you're still with us. Um, what, was your takes, what was your take on those comments from DC? If you want to come off mute, could help. Yeah, Mark, you talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your comments, uh, sorry, your your view on DC's comments earlier the week. I mean, um, Martin put it, Martin put it bluntly. Like DC is on Channel Four, a a, a channel that hasn't got any uh, <laughs> any um, any live uh, live uh, races. races. So yeah. That's that's all I'm going to say. Who even watches the Channel yeah, Four highlights? Just, Let's be real. Does any who watches the Channel Four highlights? It. No one watches that. So, yeah, he's just he's he's just trying to make um yeah I don't know what he's, he's just he's trying to make the headlines. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to go on a bit. I have to go on a bit more now because this just reminds me because I I mean it's it's been really getting on my nerves as well. Like, and I think this is going on to like another topic that we we say we're going to talk about, and I know Kunle wanted to talk about it as well. But the policing of Hamilton and the things he's saying. And like for me, if the sport's not giving Hamilton the respect he deserves, they're still treating him like a rookie. And I I, I, I hate to see it. Like he said, if he says anything um bad, or even on his team radio, where he goes, Oh, bueno, my ties are gone. People can't keep on complaining about these things time and time again. And everything Hamilton says or does, or if he, for example, him and Max Verstappen had a few petty comments back and forth, but it's everyone's going more after Hamilton for those comments. It's like, but why do you keep? Why do you people keep on doing this to Hamilton? And it's really starting to get on my nerves. Even coming down to when we're talking about um, when people talk about he's one of the greatest drivers. He's not one of the greatest drivers. He is the greatest driver. I'm sorry, we cannot be calling him one of the greatest just because he's on the same amount of championships as um, Michael Schumacher. He's um, he's a lot better than Michael Schumacher. He's, he's broken how many records over the past two, three seasons? And you can say what you want about the car. Yes, the car helped, but only a great, 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 great driver, an exceptional driver, the best driver of all time can do that in that car. No one else can come close to it, and it's really starting to know me. So give my guy his props, Give my guy his props and stop policing what he's saying because it's really starting to annoy me. It's really annoying me now. You know what? I think you've um, summed it up perfectly, Martin, because even even this week, uh, you know, I stumbled across, you know, an an area Twitter that I don't ever want to, you know, go and explore or see again. But some of the hate that Hamilton was getting was it was literally unbelievable. Like they're just calling him like a crybaby and complaining on the radio. Like he didn't even complain that much. He just said, why have you done this to me? Like there was Max Verstappen was swearing for 10 seconds straight during qualifying. And everyone said, oh, he's enthusiastic and that's good for Max and this and that and the other. And 
I was just like, bruv, come on, man. Like, you cannot de- be disrespecting the greatest ever driver like that. And it really, really is is pissing me off. But, guys, look, that, that's exactly what we're here for, Pit Stop. We just want to, you know, treat everyone fairly, yeah? You know, if you're going to make it make sense for one person, do it across the board. But Alec, I think it's because they believe that they believe that we're taking their sport away. We're taking their sport away. Do you, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. We are taking their sport away. Hammond's doing it now and Ugo's going to do it in the future. We are coming for your next. It's our sport now, yeah? Look at my skin colour. It's our sport now. <laughs> But I, I think I think that's what I think that's what that level of sense, that level of hate is like it for them it's like wow. So the first um person, well yeah, the first black driver to enter Formula One has immediately gone off to win the most titles. Multiple. He almost won he almost won the season in his first season, and then he won the season in his next season, and then he's gone off to a Mercedes team, which let's not lie, they weren't great at the beginning, and made them into one of the best championship teams mm-hmm. of all of all time. All time and yeah. and they're thinking, how come, how come, how come, how come, um, how come Coulthard couldn't do that? How come David Coulthard couldn't be that guy for us? <laughs> why, why, why can't, why can't he be? So they're resting their loyals on a driver that personally I don't think is good enough. I don't think Verstappen. Is that he hasn't shown me anything that makes me believe, like you said, Martin, he does hasn't shown me anything that makes me believe that he is going to be one of the greats. He might win a championship, but he might win a championship. That's it. I don't see how on, on driving ability alone, and I, I said this last time, and I've said it on the chat, and I've said it on Twitter, he didn't do great at in in the junior um championships. He won. He won. He won the first race at probably the best Red Bull at, at the time when he when he got to Red Bull, and he hasn't done much since. Like if he was if he was that if he if he's destined to be better than the greats, he has to essentially beat the greats, maybe one or two here and there, but consistently or try and challenge further. And only until Red Bull has delivered a racing car that that could probably match it. That's only that's, that's the only time that he's he's considered to be all right. Cool. Let me now now like he hasn't. This is the first time he's really challenged. And think about it, how many races have there been? There've been five, right? Or yeah, six? Been five races. And five. Hamilton's won. Yeah, five races. And Hamilton's uh, won three of them. Three. And Verstappen's yeah. won two. Verstappen's won one, and he was handed the other. <laughs> that's that's let's be real. I, I like, would yeah, I would agree with you. I'll say it was handed, but yeah, so like and and when we were watching practice, when we were watching testing, we was watching practice, Red Bull looked like they were gonna walk walk the championship. But so, here we are. So, so I so, so I I'll give you an example. Yeah, I want to come back to this radio rant from Max. Yeah, as much as it was funny and you we appreciate you dropping the content in, in the chat, Nam. It was funny, it was you know laughable we can go and you know show show this content but if Hamilton had done that would would Hamilton even do that he would never do that you're on a hot lap yeah you've probably just gone purple purple that's the lap you know you're probably going to stick it on pole you know you're probably eventually going to win it on Sunday Hamilton will never in a million years even swear he doesn't even he he says friggin he doesn't even go full-blown with the f-word 
that's the way Hamilton is. It's like, yeah, it, I don't know. It's just, it just annoys said, me, to be honest with you. He would have said, we'll get them in the race. That's what you would exactly. Exactly. He would have been humble and, and said said something like that. That's just the way he's... And for me, that's what you want to see in a racing driver. That's why I love Hamilton so much. Um, but yeah, Kwame, let me let, let, let me get your take on this before we wrap up. I've calmed down a bit, yeah, but before it was a bit heat uh, with this, but like, you know, being of David Corvard is, uh, I'm not surprised with the comments, only because he's um, currently a Red Bull ambassador still. And he obviously got past ties with Red Bull with the team. Um, the fact that he was their first driver as well. And he's, yeah, I think yeah, he may yeah. still be a test driver or a different driver. So there's going to be biases there in it. So I'm not surprised about him trying to gas up Max, you know. Don't get me wrong, I, I do feel like Max, you know, may win a, a championship here and there. I'll, I'll probably, probably like two or three or something like that. But I don't see him like being uh, leveled with um, Hamilton or with Schumacher or with um, uh, Poster Center RP. Um, but like, um, I do think he'll be multiple, champ, multiple time, but not that, not that great. But like, I think, like you said in the article as well, which I've got, got to ask as well, Gove, I did say um, as well, um, he does think Leclerc, uh, Norris and Russell will be up there as well. But, um, which I think I think it'll be them four, them four guys will be fine for the championship. It just depends on the card, but you can't just be saying, "Oh yeah, be for Zapanero." But like these man say, I agree with them. Like you, you can't just try to be dismissing uh, Hamilton like that. I feel like he's one of the greatest, and he's he, he's one of the He's the great. He's you know the greatest in driving in the sport. And I feel like people should try to dismiss him. And I do feel like as well the way people treat him, especially social media and the media as well. Fam, I, I just have to be honest in it. Like it's 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 very slow. I can't lie, because if because he's very calm and quite composed, he's he's very more mature. Um, especially compared to how he was when he started. Don't get me wrong, but if Verstappen, if he did saving with Verstappen, um, slowing down the um down the radio all the time, um, pushing certain drivers off the track, um, he'll get hate for it. He'll get straight hate for it. Even the way that um Cool Fire trying to say that um Hamilton's not media friendly, like how Hamilton not media friendly. Is he not the most um, followed um, guy on Instagram? The guy is bigger than the whole F1 sport. I can't lie. I know you don't say no one driving on a team is bigger than the sport, but he's got a bigger following by himself than, than the sport. And these times, they're, they're still trying to get him and say he's not media friendly. But I think it's just because, you know, Hampton, I don't say Hampton's different. He's unique in it. He, he's, he's his own driver. He's not like the other drivers, isn't it? So I feel because of that, he does get, you know, looked down a certain way. And also, I have to remember as well, with Crawford as well, he does own um, his own production team who do the um, services for Channel 4 and I think maybe Sky as well, if I'm not mistaken. So you have to bear that in mind. also call a bundle as well. Um, shout out bundle. I know I'm quite a bundle, but multi bundle as well. But no, all jokes aside, it's just, it's just a, uh, frustrating how I feel like how he does get treated, how, how he does get disrespected. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. I do feel like Max will definitely improve and come good. You know, I do feel like he's a good driver. I do feel like... He is still very rushed and issues like he's been he's 23 now, he's been for, for seven years now, and he's still somewhat the same guy how he was. I know he's calmed down a bit, but he's still some of the same guy he was back then. But I do feel like he'll win titles here and there. Uh, don't get me wrong, but comparing him, I say comparing him to how to say this era, Rust. Can, can I just say I was going to say that. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just want to say that, just following from what um, Kwame was saying about the, Hamilton and his fans, like he is big in the sport. How many of our cast members have in, started watching um, F1 because of Hamilton? Like I, me, I can I can firmly say, I mean, I've watched 
therefore I'm slightly just a few, but I really, really wasn't old enough to really understand it. But I watched a bit of F1 before, but Hamilton was what drew me to that sport. I wouldn't be sitting here watching it if it wasn't for Hamilton. I'm sure there's countless others, like uh, how many of us in the group chat, about the amount of people that started watching, not because of Drive to Survive, but because of Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. So the amount of fans he's helped brought in, especially fans of colour, it's just, it's, it's, you, can't even, you can't even describe what he's done for the sport. Even like, even, and then another thing that, just going back to the car thing again, people always want to drop this myth about, oh, it's the car, um, it's the car. How many times has Cameron had like a terrible car in when he was at McLaren or, um, or Mercedes in the first season? And the guy just finishes top five, top four. He does not drop out of the top five. I don't think Hamilton's ever finished below fifth. Maybe once in his seat, once ever, he's finished below fifth in the drivers' championships. The guy gets the best out of any car he's in. There's, I've never, you, you, we've never seen anything like this before, and we will never see anything like it again. Yes, Verstappen, he will do well, and he will get, he'll do, he'll win, he'll maybe win two or three championships over the next 10, 15 years, but that's about it. He, he's never doing what Hamilton's doing. Yeah. He's never going to do it. I promise you that right now. You can mark this up and show it to my grandkids. He will never do what Hamilton's done. Anna, can I just say one point? You know what? You, yeah, yeah. go for it now. Um, during let, Kimi Raikkonen, right? How many championships has he won? One. one. Okay. And during that time, he, people will say he was one of the, the best drivers that um that I would say Kimi Raikkonen's driving ability at the when he was at his prime was probably better than Verstappen's, right? And he's yep, won one championship. Yeah. So why would I believe that a driver that I don't think is technically better than Kimi Raikkonen, at a team that technically won't have an engine next season, win multiple championships? I don't see how that's possible. <laughs> I get your point. I get your point. I get your point. But I find issue with Kimi is I feel like he's not trying after 2007. Except for yeah, those periods. You can say Raikkonen, but look at Fernando as well. Fernando's been Fernando, right. Fernando's won two and he struggled. He's tried to go to different teams to try and win a championship. Well, he's tried to go to other series and, and stuff. Yeah. Fernando is literally one of... He is another one who's one of the greatest... Drivers like people say he's one of the greatest drivers as well, and he's a he's a very yeah. good driver. No, no doubt about it, he's a very good driver. But, but, the, but he's not, the point, he's out, not the point I was trying to, but the point I was trying to say to make a point with it was something. Yeah, Stafford but even Fernando's better than Verstappen as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so, so do I. But I, the point I was trying to make is even the the bar's low with Raikkonen, right? That he even stopped trying and he got one championship. Right, so and I don't believe Verstappen is is as good as Raikkonen in his heyday, and 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 just because Kwame said that he he thinks that Verstappen is going to win multiple championships, he's not going to do that at Red Bull because personally I don't see how a drinks manufacturer is going to try and buy and try and build an engine that's going to rival like <laughs> manufacturers that that put cars on our roads. I don't see how that's possible. I don't see. A, a company that can't even hire actors to do adverts on the TV and said they draw their own 
and have just have the same tagline for the last 15 years is going to win multiple championships. I don't see how that's going to happen. So if Verstappen is going to win these multiple championships, then it has to be somewhere else. And, and I don't think he's got the, the ability to go to another team, fit there well, and win championships because he's not a good driver. And that's what I'm going to say today. And I'm, I'm finished. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Thank, thanks for that. Um, Nam. I mean, I love it. I mean, t- to be honest with you, I think look to be the next star, but I mean, I haven't got, I haven't got much credit for Verstappen. To be honest with you, I think he's, I think he's massively overrated. But yeah, we'll we'll save that for another day. Um, the point that you made, Mark, though, about um, you know, the reason why you know you got into the sport was because of Hamilton. You know, all well and good, fair enough. And I know there is a lot of fans that have done that. But for me, I was watching Formula One before Hamilton came in, and to be honest with you, it was around oh five oh six. You know, I was actually starting to lose interest in the sport. Hand on heart, Hamilton is the reason why I have stuck and maintained with this sport. It's not just because he's from, you know, an ethnic background and, oh, you know, we're going to have to back him. His ability on the racetrack in 2007, when I first saw him, was next to none. He would just go for the overtakes. He would be so exciting. He was such a bloody good driver and he still is a bloody good driver. And that's why I just, it just, he's the reason why I've stuck to the sport. And I've got so much time for him. And honestly, 1000%, this guy needs to be respected more. Because as you said, he is the greatest driver of all time. Fingers crossed, touch wood, everything, you know, he's going to make it 8, 9, 10 in the coming seasons. Um, But yeah, guys, look, that's all we have time for today. Um, If you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at PitstopFracker. Join in on the Discord. Links will all be in the bio on the YouTube video, give us a like on Apple, Spotify, all the good things. We appreciate it. Um, Yeah, Discord. I think I touched on that already, but Discord Live, we're going to be there next week. It's my favourite race, Baku. I love that circuit. 1.2 kilometres straight. Fantastic. Hopefully we'll see see some a few overtakes there. Um, But yeah, guys, that's all we have time for. Um, So yeah, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.